Hello and welcome to the latest MTD podcast. My name is Joe Reynolds and I've got 25 years experience in manufacturing of all levels from design and manufacturing, product development, sales application, as well as management and ultimately marketing. I joined MTD 10 years ago to offer my experience of cutting tools and tooling to the businesses that we represent and I've got a massive obsession of delivering for clients and the industry as a whole. Joining me today is a true gentleman in the industry. My words, not his. But Mike Stobart, he's got 40 years experience in technical sales of cutting tools of all types. Mike worked for a family cutting tool business that specialised in solution-based sales of threading tools at the time, covering the whole of the UK, including Scotland and Ireland. Mike joined Quick Grind in 2011 at their Tewksbury factory to develop a new business in the South and later becoming the UK sales manager. And as we progress to today, he's developing the technical area support managers throughout the UK and Ireland. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Joe. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, how are things with you? Yeah, good. Yeah, and I think we're using online media now, Skype, Zoom. We're all working from home, have been for over a week now. And obviously, we're in the keep in contact with our clients, make sure everyone knows we're up and running and, and still functioning well. Yeah, it's good to hear. Obviously, I've mentioned a bit about your background, but before we talk about quick, right, maybe we can start with Mike Stobart. You know, where did you start? You know, what was your first job and how have you progressed to where you are today? Well, my first job was probably I was tidying out and mucking out bird aviaries, so I was about 14, but we won't go into that. <laughs> Engineering-wise, yeah, my father set up a tooling company specialising in threading, really. If you look at how crucial a thread is, to just about any component, getting accurate and right wasn't always a, and still isn't always a, the easiest thing. So as I graduated into knowing what I was doing and what engineering was all about, I ended up going out and visiting clients and customers and building out good relationships and found out I really enjoyed it. You know, as you go along, you, the more questions you ask, the more you learn. So a bit of learning on the job, really. Threading actually became a really interesting side of the business we dealt with all sorts of other cutting tools you know we weren't just limited to that so any kind of form tools specials that need to be made obviously milling and things like that indexable to a certain degree but we tended to drift away from that at one point and yeah that went on for various forms for goodness me many years yeah that went really well so after that i ended up working for a couple of german companies opened up some of the branches and happened out there until we ended up again with another version of the family business up until the time my father needed to retire. I basically had to kick him out <laughs> just to stop him working. And then it was, oh, what do we do now? And at that point was when Craig Ryan contacted me. It was a very, very good friend of mine, Pete Malecki. A lot of people who listen to this in the engineering side will know Pete is a tremendous bloke, really knowledgeable. And you can't walk through an exhibition with Pete without... Him going, oh, that's so and so over there, and then he'll say, you'll have a story about everyone. I suspect he's got some stories about you, Joe. So be, be careful. Uh, yeah, then, uh, they'll be true. But yeah, they'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> that's when I met Eddie Howe at Quickline, and Eddie is the founder of the company. We had a good chat, and afterwards, Pete said, "I've got you here because I wanted to get off your job." I okay, it's interesting. British company hadn't really heard of Quickline, and which is why they were looking at how do we develop UK sales because at that time 84 85% of the business was export it's around 80% now as we've been developing UK sales 
as we move on to Quitcoin, it's a fascinating business, isn't it, Mike? You know, it's a cutting tool manufacturer, yes. They make solid carbide products, yes. But there's a few companies that do that. Well, you, you are a little bit different, Mike, aren't you? We are, yeah. And that's what really got me, you know, after selling and being supplying and cutting tools for so many years, it's all basically the same thing. And everyone would put different geometries on things, but it was all basically the same. And everyone did everything the same. Here's a catalogue. This is what it would like to supply you. And it works. And there's no two ways about it. It works. But what I really like the way Eddie and Ross, how his, Eddie's son, he's the MD of the company now for many years now. I just like their ethos, which is like, we don't just want to say you what we want to make. We want you to tell us what you're trying to achieve and what you can't achieve with current suppliers. And then we'll basically make it for you. Always remember one of the phrases was, it's just a tool. We'll make it. And it's like, that's true. That's exactly it. And when people are listening to this, typically the industry is known these products as being bespoke tools, special tools, which traditionally are fairly expensive unless you want a lot. And nine times out of 10, there's a delivery issue as well. You have to wait for these tools. But that seems to be the problem that you guys have overcome. Yeah, absolutely right, Joe. That's when, when Eddie founded the company over 50 years ago, delivery on special tooling. Obviously, it's a very different world now than to what it was is now. But deliveries were six to eight months for, for specials. And Eddie was like, I can do better than that. And he, he took the gamble, went for it, and was very successful and has been still very successful. It's, so we've never oversold the production. We invested in production capabilities and then go and get business. So we don't let our current client base down and we can look for new business without upsetting existing business. And the delivery we always aim at out and out, we call it a special, but it's a tool designed for an application for a job. The delivery is two to three weeks. Now we have a priority service which we can do, depending on the tool, if we can do a few days a week if it's coated, that kind of thing. We have a very, very good relationship with our coating company. They collect and deliver half past seven every morning. The van comes in so you know that we can get good supplies. As far as supplies are concerned, we've always invested in stock. So we have two very large floor-to-ceiling Cardex systems, one full of blanks and the other one full of new tools which obviously we put in. There is obviously there's some standard ranges that we've we push and it's a quick supply for some companies. But then if someone needs a, a bespoke tool and they're going to be using it regular, then we back up with stock. That is one thing I'll mention about quick grind. You know, I've walked around there many times yeah. and had real jobs and things, but since we've been working with MTD, I remember go walking through there, and I can't remember if it was you or Ross, Mike, but you said, mm. oh, we're taking on Nextdoor. We're going to put a few machines in there. You yeah. Go, oh, you know, that's a good bit of growth. You turn up six months later, you've taken on Nextdoor. It's all painted, and there's about eight machines in there, you know, <laughs> yeah. two and a half million pound investment, predominantly robot-fed machines. Yeah. And obviously, the issues we've got now globally, which we won't go into, these mm -hmm. robot-fed machines, you've got 20-odd machines, a lot of them robot-fed. It must be a big advantage at the moment. It's huge, yeah. And sort of think, you know, like you're saying, it reminds me, it's quick by name, quick by nature. If Ross and Eddie see the, a good reason to invest, they'll invest. In the last two years, it's about two million, around about two million pounds worth of investment. So that's opening up the other side of the factory. So we own the whole site. When I joined, we, as you were saying, we were just operating from one side. 
as soon as we were able to move into the other side, then yeah, the last three machines we invested in were put into that site. And then before you know it, it's basically full now with all new machines and all the latest technology. So it's anchor grinding machines with laser adjustment on, on the tool and the... Exactly. And the reason I wanted to get you on really, A, great, let's talk about quick grind, but you know, just how the industry has changed in recent years. There seemed to be a lull of... 10, 15 years were cutting tools. Of course, it developed. Coatings were mm. getting better and better. Mm. But it was a bit of a lull. We had nothing new as such, did we? But this last few years, obviously, barrel mills aren't particularly new, but certainly the yeah. medium to mass adoption is. Yeah. You're at the forefront of these barrel mills. So for the people that don't know what they are, conical barrel mills, lens tools, mm. and, and the like, can you just mm. quickly give us an overview of what a barrel tool is, how you use it, mm. and where it should be applied? But exactly, yeah, that's the thing. I think it, what used to happen was as machines develop, then tooling had to develop with it. The more CNC machines were put into factories, the capabilities of those machines were out, outweighing what the current tools could do. So clever people like in QuickRain developed tools around jobs and applications. And then, of course, Clever programmers that we have nowadays, they come up with different ways of strategies of machining components. Everything about cycle time and throughput is initial, and obviously there's a lot of weight saving going on. So, And then I think what happened, everyone became a bit obsessed with roughing. Uh, how can we rough that part out as quick as possible and get to then a finishing stage? And then, great, that was a huge development, you know, variable flute and variable helix in mills came into play where it used to be we used to call them knuckle form tools in the old days so you know the roughing cutters and then variable flute to go from that it was a much more efficient way of producing and then obviously then you get your cordial milling your peeling cut what you want to call it so removing material quickly to get it to a semi-finished stage was a priority and everyone's done very very well at that then you spend how many hours it is finishing the product and as products develop and requirements develop the finish of a product has become more and more important and so what where we came in with working with open mind is a company we open mind with a hypermill cam system we we work i was working with them before and when i introduced them into quick grind got adrian smith the md for open uk and just to see what our capabilities were and I lost him and Eddie for a while. They were just talking tooling and strategies. I'm like, okay, fantastic. And then Adrian said, well, it's fantastic because the barrel tool development is going to be a huge way forward for a lot of companies. Obviously not immediately because initially you need five axis. You need simultaneous five axis. There's a lot around and that's a big seller, I think, for most machine tool companies. But also what you need is a strategy, a CAM system, which will help you implement that easily. So a barrel tool, in the simplest of terms, is a different way of finishing a surface rather than using a ball nose. For example, a ball nose seed or a 10 mil ball nose, maybe it's a 0.2 step down, however minutes that's going to take you to finish one surface. If ideally you want to maybe do a three, four, five mil step down, which means you need something like a huge 200 mil diameter ball nose, not practical. What a conical ball nose does, a barrel, conical barrel tool does, it takes, say, that diameter 
and it takes an arc of that diameter. And if you can think of the a small radius, that forms your flute. So yeah, you have a 10, 12, 16 mm diameter hole with a flute radius of anything from 100 mil to we've done 1500 mil radius. You know? So you're basically using a 100 mil diameter ball nose or a 1500 mil diameter ball nose. And I think that's the big thing, Mike, isn't it? When you're trying to visualise, if you haven't seen this, it can be difficult. You, essentially, we've got a radius on the side of the tool rather than the bottom, And really. You're basically saying, we all know how a ball nose works, 0.2, yeah. 0.3, 0.4 max, really, step yeah. down. But with this tool, we're talking about, you know, what's that, a one and a half metre radius on the side of the tool. And when you're talking, yeah. cus- when you work out cusp pipes and things, you know, what's the drop down on a one and a half metre radius? It's all relevant to the application, so it's quite difficult to answer that question specifically, but it depends on the contact area on the flute of the radius and what kind of finish that company is looking for. Yeah, a 16mm can do 6, 8mm step-downs if required. The bigger the step-down, the bigger the cusp pipe, so you've got to consider the kind of finish that you're looking to achieve. So if it's semi-finishing, we can semi-finish, so we can reduce that cycle time on that surface and then if you then need a better finish we can use the same tool less maybe a two mil some of these savings you see headline savings we're in marketing we've seen all these numbers before but in barrel mm. tools you, you can save 90 percent if you're you finishing really? cycle time you, you really can absolutely you know if you look at conical barrel tools then there's a, a tangential barrel tool which has a maybe an 80 200 mil radius then it gives you a different kind of contact surface area. I mean, we are going to arrange a, a masterclass at some time at the factory when we're all allowed to get out and about again. And uh, we're going to arrange that with Open Mind and we're, we're going to put that into the factory. So there'll be a discussion and an introduction to barrel tool milling of all the different kinds, including lens tools, which are mostly for curved surfaces, where we will have Adrian Smith has agreed to come along. He'll introduce it from the open mind perspective. We'll introduce it from the cutting tool perspective. And then we'll go down into the technical centre where we have two machines there. We have a very nice Mazak J505X in there, which we will then run and prove a tool out. And then we'll go back up to the training centre, discuss that, make some adjustments, go back down and we'll run it again. So that's going to be over a two-day period. We are thinking about whether we can do that online, but that's, again, someone's still got to be in there and keeping safe distances. But it won't happen for a while, but we're available all the time to discuss this and have Zoom or, or Skype chats. Yeah, sure. So I'm just, just trying to think of components. Not I've seen these done on, you know, prosthetic knee joints, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, which cobalt, chrome, or titanium, nice mm-hmm. materials. But equally, I've seen these done, and it's probably a bigger market for this is aerospace structural components so whether that be titanium mm-hmm. or, or aluminium where yeah. you've got where you've got all this lightweight and you've got big pockets of material that just needs to be removed mm-hmm. and they still even though it's just for lightweight and these guys do still want require a finish yeah they do. Uh, that's a massive market for this technology it really is i mean it is driven by what cam system they've got in process and what they're strategies are with this kind of tool it depends how you define the tool when you're selecting the tool if you've got a freeform drawing that can be imported and we supply dxf files for companies to look at it and the best thing is people shouldn't really ignore it i mean it's been around for a while and the take up in the uk is quite good export is very good for us in different countries america and italy particularly but yeah aerospace parts call out for it the more the lighter structures are now, 
we can get into some very nice finishes as well on turbine blades, rotor blades and, and discs. That's a market we're working very, very well at. We've got a lot of dimo people who are using it now. You think if you have to produce any detrimental finish on a mold part is shown in the finished part, so finished product. So if you, you have to scan them, which can take a long, long time. Recently, we had a one part we looked at, and we ended up with a 400 mil diet radius ball nose. And we looked at it, and it was a saving of something like 34% saving. Yeah, I can believe it. So we'll move on from barrel tools, but we'll call them barrel tools, various names for them. Yeah. We'll, call them we'll call them conical barrel tools. Yeah. Essentially, what, what we're doing, typically, it's a wall where there's an angle, a draft angle, whatever yeah. you want to call it, or a surface that you can't... Because obviously, you see some of these demos, and in truth, you can just use an end mill with a, long, with a long edge, and it's, yeah. it's much quicker than a barrel tool. But anyone who's got some sort of draft angle on a mould or something where you've have the ball nose to finish, you are gonna you're gonna save minimum of seventy percent. Yeah, and minimum if you think of seventy just purely because you're taking considerably less step downs, basically. Yeah. And if you consider as well, you know, we we're getting products where you can't actually physically get the end mill in without having a long series tool or a long series extension, which of course that reduces your ability for cutting data is going to drop down. So with a barrel tool, you can kick it over on a five axis and have a shorter tool in a stubby holder and still get good access. The shorter the tool, the better the finish. Sure. Since we've been working with Quickgrind, which is probably three or four years now, mm. nice little plug for NTD here, but a lot of people are asking me about Quickgrind now because your words, we're the best kept secret. More and more people are finding out, and I'm stumbling across tools that I didn't even know you did. I know you're having a lot of success with the new Cayman tool, so maybe let's talk a little bit about that. The Cayman is a three-flute high-performance tool for cutting the sort of 600, 700 series aluminiums. So the aerospace, motorsport industries particularly use a lot of that. When I first started, when we went out into the UK market, we are looking more at the more harder-wearing materials, so the titaniums, the canals, the stainlesses, partly because massive part of our business is remanufactured where we want we want tools to wear out not break send it back to us we remanufacture which is a it's a high spec regrind system that we'd have we recoat and we send them back and the company can get five or six uses out of the tool something like that so every tool we make we make it with a view for remanufacture we, we will obviously remanufacture other people's tools as well but what it did then developed, you know, that was a good success for us. And we had a range of aluminium tools that we'd make for companies. And we, but we looked at it. And with tricorder milling type of strategies, it, we, we could do with a, we could have done with a tool with a, a stronger flute, if you like. So we've got a standard aluminium tool with a very thin radial relief. But we've got a, a radial and secondary relief on it so that in the flute, so that it has, gives more strength and stability. So we've got people now, we've pushed these things up to silly step-overs and tricorder milling, but you know, 25% plus. But these things are lasting, and they're lasting very, very well. Too well in some cases, <laughs> they don't buy enough. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's working really well. So that tool as well, we've developed it so that we have chip breakers in it because if you're tricorder milling, you would say a 16 mil, 32, 38, 40, 50 mil flute. That's, if you go in that depth, that's a lot of, Swarf length, so put a chip break in, then break it up. The augers can handle it better for dispersal of the swarf. 
And that's worth noting. We talk about aluminium tools. You rightly mentioned they do last a long time, but mm. if they do fail, it tends to be in aerospace components, where there's pockets and you're bearing yeah. the tool if you yeah. engage in a full flute length. And when you go into a corner, the swarf gets trapped, it wraps around you, you're cutting your own swarf. And mm-hmm. even aluminium, that's good. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying with the Cayman, it comes with chip breakers and obviously mm-hmm. rectifies that potential hazard anyway. Absolutely. And of course, through coolant, we can blow those chips away as well. So that's all good. And we have a new version of, it's a diamond light coating, but it's, it's more than a diamond light. And it's a 5,000 because hardness surface, very, very low coefficient of friction. And it's very thin. It keeps the sharpness of the tool. And the best thing of that is it's very easily regroundable and recoating. So that's another option if needed. Don't always need it, but it's options. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you about some of the other things you do. Obviously, in terms of cutting tools, you do the full range of uh, cutting tools, solid carbide from pretty much any material, any requirement. So obviously, they can come and get in touch with you guys should they Mm -hmm. want to learn more. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the programming services you've got. And I know Mm -hmm. you've got an arm called Quick Vend. The clue is in the name. But just quickly, (laughs) just give us a quick breakdown of your different pillars within the business. Sure, yeah. So we have a cycle of departments within the company. So Quick Vend is vending machines. That's vending solutions. Like everything we do, we like to tailor-make what we do. So we have a soon-to-be-released software system for it and control system for it, which means we can tailor the reporting more easily to what and structure around what the company's drivers are and what they need. So if we, li- we liken it to stock on a local basis so it's better off having the stock in rather than our factory we'd rather put it into the client's factory this works around the world very very well we also do vending machines for remanufactured tools so it keeps the flow and the cycle going huge savings 40 50 percent reduction in their spend at times which is great and we also have a compact vending machine which you can either use for 24 spirals in there so, so locations so you can position that in in cells, if you like, so you've got a main vending hub and then cells with the compacts around around the area. It means you've, everyone's got stock where they need it. We've also got Cookham, which is our sort of tooling and strategy optimized toolpath development. It's run by John Butler. He's manager of the applications department. So we'll, we'll do tooling optimizations, design tools around the, the applications, strategy optimizations just getting the cycle time down once we know what the the parameters that the the client wants to work to then we can work with them to for the tool the strategy so that's a big part of our new part of our business and that's where the textile center was developed so that we can it's difficult to prove a part at a client's place that means they've got to stop production so we've got the quasar three axis and five axis mazak that we can run virtually most parts on and prove it out before we take it to the client and say here we are run out on yours that must be popular there's a lot of places you go now that it's pretty much you can't do trials when i used to sell tools it, you get 90 percent of the machines you could get on whereas now it's no can't do this you know essentially almost blocking tooling trials which seems a bit crazy the fact that you've got a machine yeah. on site that again massive advantage you can send the part the program yeah. the tools the strategy yeah. everything Absolutely. It's become a great success for us. And Ross and Eddie took the decision that we, we let's invest in what we need to forward the business and work closer with our clients. And you always look at 
what is the stumbling block to proceed? So this was a, an area that needed to be needed to be sort of resolved. And so when John joined us, could be five or six years ago, five years ago, could be now, that was one of the first things he said, you know, we, we've got to be able to do this. And it's worked very, very well. Um, so we get clients all around the world sending us models of their components with the strategies they're doing now. And John, he runs a Open Mind software to create the programs. He can prove it out on the machine. We can, and then obviously John spends a lot of time in different countries, America, Canada, South America, Italy, Germany, wherever you want it is. So to take the component, take the tooling back in, prove it out on their machine, develop it there. And it works really, really well. And obviously that within the UK, it's a lot easier because we can get around a lot easier. But companies are taking us up on its offers more and more uh, to the extent that, you know, it's been a, quite an exciting time for John. He's got an assistant, Charlie, in there now. So he can, if he's work offline, send the programs down to Charlie. He can run the trials and feedback. It's option that is open for any of our clients. Just a final one from me. As good as you are, Mike, you don't want to be traveling the UK on your own. You know, how do you cover the UK now? in terms of our sales support and how do people find more about any of your products? Yeah, well, what we've done, we've it's taken a little while. You need to find the right people. So we've got four of us out doing the technical sales support now. So we've got Graham Hogg, you know, he works in the northeast, plus Scotland and bless him, plus Northern Ireland and Ireland. So it spreads in. Uh, that's developing really, really well. We will be looking for, we are looking for someone in, in Ireland to help out them all there as that business develops. But then we've got Mark Aspinall. He works in the northwest corridor. So if you look sort of from up north of Birmingham upwards. Yeah, and so northwest is developing really well now. And we've got James Hunter. He works in the Midlands area. And again, that's working out very well now in the last three, four months possibly. We've got a full coverage. So I look after the south of England and parts of sort of key accounts around the factory. Still scope for more. You never rest on your laurels. You still look for new challenges, new opportunities. As I said before, the factory always invests ahead of requirement. So we've got more than adequate capabilities. And we've tied up with the GTMA just recently. We've always been a member and they put a shout out for people to help with the ventilator production. So... We've offered our services to them and we're now in the medical cluster group. We're able to support anyone and, and our supporting companies with tooling for that. Um, and on that respect, you know, we, we offer a deal on that. We're not looking to take advantage of that situation. We just want to work, help everybody work together. You know, we've got to get out of this situation together. So for us, it's we're open for supporting whoever needs support in that respect. Yeah, well, it's, it, it sounds good. We uh, need all the help we can get on that one, don't we? But, uh, but yeah, no, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Mike. It's, um, it's been welcome. an education. I will say, obviously, podcasts being a podcast, they, they can't see what we're talking about. But I do urge the, uh, the MTD audience to go onto our website and look at some of the videos we've done for Quick Grind. You know, we've done product development yeah. ones, so some barrel milling. Barrel milling is yeah. difficult to picture in your head. but. Yeah. We've done a number of videos now on Bowerman, both from, on the, from an open mind perspective and obviously Quick Grind as well. Mm. And we did a we did the Swarf and Chip show from I think mm. it's been viewed about about twenty thousand times now. So mm. that's obviously gone down well. I, but again, I urge people to go to that Swarf and Chips on our on our website and, and yeah, and type in Quick Grind. You'll find it fairly easily, and it just shows you the the nature of your business, the technical centre. 
it's exactly as the name would suggest. But obviously, you've got twenty odd CNC grinders, highly automated. You know, you really should be watching the program. But Mike, thanks for thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, thanks very much, and thanks for your support. It really hasn't made a big difference to a company work with MTD CNC. So, yeah, come and find us, whoever is listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mike, and have a great day. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.